0: Whoa. Free weed Free weed Danny Danko on the Normal Radio Free weed Free weed
1: oh, Danny Danko come to show you how we go! You're now tuned into Free weed from Danny Danko On Normal Radio Presented by High Times Magazine Simiase, boom bang, big respects Simiase, Danny Danko
0: Hey there, Free Weed fans. Welcome to episode number 56 of High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Denko. Thank you so much to DJ Jacques and Winstrong for the song. Today we're going to talk about some news, some future stuff. We have an interview with Crockett, the tangy man, the guy from DNA and Reserva Pravada, the, the man behind the tangy strain and many others, as well as Aaron from DNA Genetics. We're going to talk about spring planting and do some Q&A, so stick around. All right, so
1: here we are, uh, episode 56. Yes, that is correct, <laughs> episode 56, that's Danny Danko, I am Mike Hughes, and uh, we are gassed up because we we just interviewed a gentleman uh, that Dan will tell you a little bit about right now.
0: Yeah, well, uh, uh, it's not for this episode, it's for a uh, future episode next week, I believe, but uh, yeah, we interviewed Bill Ayers, the, uh, the guy who co-founded the Weather Underground and uh, was... Branded a domestic terrorist and
1: a professor, retired professor. He was branded a retired professor. (laughs) No, he is a retired professor, but he had been branded a domestic terrorist, and it's a very interesting interview. So check out uh, Free Weed 57 for more on Bill Ayers. And uh, we have a great interview for this show and a great show in general, I would say. Yeah, I agree. I'm biased, but, you know, I think it's good. Yes, it's amazing. It is amazing. (laughs) So before we get into Tangi Man and our spring planting and some of your questions answered, uh, w- what do you say we do a little news? I-, I have to say I really have appreciated a lot of the emails I've been getting about starting up the news hit again. Uh, still trying to figure out if that's going to happen, but in the meanwhile, uh, let's give them a little mini news hit. What do you let's think? Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. What's
0: happening in the in the pot world?
1: So the top story that is on my mind, um, Alaska has officially entered the race to become the third state to legalize recreational pot. Nice. Um, their lieutenant governor just certified a petition that had 36,000 signatures. Now, if this bill passes, uh, adults 21 and over will be able to possess up to an ounce of pot. They'll be able to grow up to six plants. And uh, there's also groundwork for state-regulated sales, sort of like the system that they have in uh, Denver in Colorado. So wow. what, do you, what do you
0: think, man? I think that'd be awesome, and uh, you know, Alaska was at the forefront of, uh, you know, uh, decriminalization and things like that, even back in the seventies and, and and that era. So, um, you know, it's it's a frontier. You know, the people there just don't uh, aren't concerned with having the government uh, tell them how to live, and and I, I can definitely appreciate that. You know, it's
1: well, they they legalized medical pot in nineteen ninety eight. Fifty uh, eight percent of voters were in favor of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this vote, now that it is officially on the ballot, that'll take place August 17th, so our Alaskan friends please go out and vote for legalized pot. Yes. and maybe there'll be a U.S uh, high Times cannabis cup in Alaska.
0: Yeah, the Anchorage Cup.
1: The Anchorage Cup.
0: <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fun.
1: That would be that I've would never be I've
0: never been. I've been to Vancouver Island and that, uh, that area, but uh, never
1: Alaska. Exactly. And part of that um, ballot initiative is that Alaska, they're seeing what's happening in Colorado right now with these unprecedented potential tax revenues from these sales, and they want a piece of that pie. So with this bill, there would also be a $50 an ounce uh, wholesale pot transaction tax, which is how they're going to end up making money. And uh, we wish them the best of luck, because um, that sounds like a great idea and a good fit for Alaska.
0: Yeah, you know what? And and the only thing I can add to that is that uh, with all these bills and stuff, we just have to make sure uh, we don't ever lose the right to grow our own. You know what I mean? Like that's the most important thing. You can get the taxes and you can do the sales and all of that. And I'm, I'm all for all of that, of course, uh, as well as, of course, keeping people out of jails and, and, and all of that. But uh, I, I do want people to be able to grow their own. And that's,
1: you know, that's like not
0: negotiable. We have to fight for that all the
1: way. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, that is one thing that the medical bill, as we mentioned uh, last week, I believe, does not have for New York's proposed medical. But mm-hmm. uh, they do have that in the legalization bill in Alaska, up to six plants. So that is a positive step. Let's move on to this story. I, I like this one here. Um, police in the French city of Rubai. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. But they are claiming uh, that they are Roubaix. the... R- Roubaix. Roubaix? Roubaix. Roubaix? do you even are you is that true or you you just, no, ma- no, no, no you're just saying that okay say it again rube that's it so wait just say it when i when i leave the blank police in the french city of rube are claiming to be the recipients of one hell of a contact tie uh, basically there's about 100 pounds of confiscated pot at their station and according to these cops it's getting them stoned but it, but it's not because they're, they're uh, it's being burned or it was on fire when it was stored in evidence they're saying that just being near it is getting them high and making them fail drug tests and causing them nausea. So that's that loud. Are, hmm? So
0: that's that loud. Yeah, yeah. They're they're sort of
1: stoned by osmosis. Sacre bleu. Yeah. That's that loud. Yeah. That's a that's a terrible French accent. Okay. If that's even what you're doing.
0: Is that what you're doing? I guess so. I guess uh-huh. so. I, I, you know, I've been sitting next to all this weed, so I'm feeling kind of. Feeling a little
1: mysteriously
0: stoned. <laughs> Yeah, let, me, let me just say I was this. near when, some weed for, for a while, so, uh, you know, things are things have gotten out of control now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, I, we have to declare bullshit on this, right?
0: Yeah, I'm calling, it's definitely calling bullshit on that. Yeah. You're if, not getting high from being near the pot.
1: Oh my God, we're so close to this pot. <laughs> it's getting us really high. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. Well, yep. I, I feel like uh, it's probably slowly disappearing, too. If they weigh it again, it's probably not 100 pounds anymore.
0: I just think the idea of a French cop is funny. Right? Like,. <laughs>
2: We
1: had you at French Cop. <laughs> Just that is funny. Yeah. Uh, stop! Stop it, I'll shoot! Drop the baguette!
0: <laughs> yeah, no offense to French cops. Actually, you know what? Offense to yeah, French fuck cops. The French <laughs> fuck the French fuck Cops. Fuck the French Cops.
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck the French Cops. Yeah, but not French people. We love French people. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, um mm. they're working out a way to get rid of this big stash that's being held at the station because it's fucking all of the officers up, but I feel like if they just kinda wait it out, it'll resolve itself because obviously these fuckers are just taking it home with them one handful at a time. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to our next story before the French police sue us. What was that city again? Dubai. <laughs> Alright. This one is this one's a little wacky. Um, A police chief in Annapolis, Maryland, he went up before the marijuana, uh, marijuana, the Maryland legislature, and he gave statistics and quoted a news story that claimed that 37 people died from smoking pot on the first day of legal pot sales in Colorado. Now, the catch is that that story was a hoax. It That's, was supposed well, it was, it was meant to be satire, right? <laughs> it was it was on Comedy Central's website and also uh, the Daily Current, so th- it was a joke, but he quoted it not just to his friends, but to the legislature and and backed up his his desire to stop marijuana legalization by quoting that it's it's already killed uh, 37 people in Colorado. Now, Of course, the senator who uh, questioned him knew that that was a hoax and he called him on it. But the guy, he didn't apologize until the next day when he actually finally was, you know, realized that it was. And he apologized on Facebook. But unbelievable, right, that in this day and age, these prohibitionists can still actually think that pot can kill you. And 37 overdoses on it. I mean,
0: yeah, that's really, really, really stupid. Like that guy is an idiot. And the fact that he represents anything or anyone is a travesty. <laughs> uh, well, shall we publicly shame him? This happens. His this name happens, is, is happens with Michael Pristoop. This happens with the onion articles on Facebook and stuff, where people just read the the title, they don't even like look into anything, and they just post it, thinking that it's real. And I mean, I don't know. You you, you got to be smarter than that. You got to check your sources. And and if you're gonna put something up there, like That you think might possibly be questionable, questionable, you know, go to Snopes or, you know, do some research before you just post some nonsense. And like if it's going to be from somewhere, like check the source. I don't know. It just, you know, I have thousands of people on the Facebook thing and, uh, you know, it's it's mind boggling. Some of the things that they will believe are true and post as fact, you know, and this guy. Is in front of people talking that stuff, and it, yeah, it's it's just ridiculous.
1: And, well, it's uh, one thing to to post nonsense to your Facebook wall. This is a police chief who was testifying before the state legislature and quoting this story yeah. as, as something that is true. I mean, it's yeah. un, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's he's a dumbass. He is a dumbass, but yeah. but he's a person of power, right? right. And, uh, Which it, is unfortunate. It's, it's mind-boggling that he could find this, and at no point where maybe he talked to his wife or his friends or his other police, no one ever said to him, hey, you know what, uh, you should probably double-check that. Because right. just to get it on the record here, no one in the history of the world has ever overdosed and died from marijuana. Right, and that's like pretty well-known fact. Right. But, you know, that just
0: goes to show the weight of the prohibitionist nonsense that's been going on. I mean, pot grows boobs, pot... Uh, causes psychosis you know those things sink in and, and particularly with people that aren't that smart so it's our job to teach those people and inform them of the facts which are that marijuana is not killing people so
1: please don't uh don't believe that hype indeed well so that is uh this mini news hit guys enjoyed that maybe we'll do that more often we'll give you news updates on the free weed every now and again
0: yeah and i also should mention uh we talked to our sponsor bc northern lights and we have a huge giveaway coming up uh we're not doing it this episode but stay tuned because we are actually going to be giving away as a prize a bc northern lights roommate grow box this is a grow box you can check it out on their website it grows uh, four plants. It's not but huge, but it can produce a lot of pot uh, in your home. So, uh, And we're going to be giving one of those away. That's, That's a, a substantial oh, giveaway. Yeah, it's like a $2,500 value of a, of a product. So we're, we're going to come up with what, what it is we want people to do to sort of earn uh, earn the grow box. And uh, people are going to compete for it. And, uh, and we're going to find a way. But the first thing you can do is just go and check out bcnorthernlights.com. Take a look at the Roommate uh, follow them on you know Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram because we will be in- making a major announcement and uh, you know we will be giving away a grow box, which is huge. So we're excited about that for the future. and yeah, I mean, uh, if you've
1: been contemplating growing, this is a great way to jump into it because it's a very, very, you know, first of all, you're not paying anything for it. You're getting it <laughs> for free. But on top of that, it's pretty easy and manageable. It's like a very compact, uh, all-in-one kind of grow facility. So mm-hmm. you guys, if you're interested, uh, it's a great giveaway and stay tuned as Dan said for more details on that
0: which brings us to BC Northern Lights of course and uh, af- as you're checking out that website you will see all the different grow boxes that they have and uh, yeah touchscreen technology all automated hydro fans charcoal filtration everything you can need or want in a growing unit is there uh, and they've been doing this since 2001 so they really know how to build these things They are on wheels. They travel around. There's all different sizes. There's drying boxes, grow boxes, um, anything you need at bcnorthernlights.com. Or you can call them seven days a week at 888-236-1266. Tell them that High Times Presents free weed from Danny Danko sent you and you will receive free nutrients for six months. And again, we're going to be giving away one of these grow boxes, the roommate. Uh, the four-plant unit. Uh, they also have the Bloom Box, which is a nine-plant unit in the flowering area, and the Producer, uh, which does, I believe, 16 plants. So a uh, bunch of different different units that they do. Uh, there's combos you can get where you can get a bunch of them uh, put together, and you can save some money on that. Anyway, check them out. We love them. They're, they love us, I hope. <laughs> no, they do. Uh, bcnorthernlights.com.
1: All right. So, what do you say? Uh, we take a little break and come back with the interview with Crockett. Uh, Crockett. Yeah. And Aaron from DNA Genetics.
0: All right. Welcome, you guys. And we have a very special interview today. We are talking with Crockett uh, from Tangi Reserva Pravada and DNA, and uh, as well as. We have Aaron from DNA Genetics on the line as well. Welcome, guys.
2: Hey, great to be here. Yeah, what's up, Danny? What's up, Crockett? What's up, Aaron? You hey, guys are- uh, Danny, I just want to say one thing. It's uh, Crockett is Crockett's flying seed bank. He's got his own seed company. He's not Reserva reserve Provada, He's family.
0: So he's coming out with his own thing now.
2: Yeah, yeah
3: we're going to be coming out. Hopefully, uh, throughout the, maybe the end of the summer, we'll be ready to uh, to release and drop everything.
0: Cool, cool. Well, um, while we have Aaron on the line, I'd like to just talk to you guys a little bit about your collaboration uh, in the past, and then we'll go back um, with Crockett and talk about uh, some stuff with him. But uh, Aaron, if you could just tell us maybe um, how you how you came about uh, meeting. Crockett, and, and, and how that relationship developed between you guys.
2: Yeah. Crockett um, uh, and I both know uh, a guy named Mark Haskell-Smith. He was uh, a writer for the Los Angeles Times, and he's, wrote, he's written a couple books. Uh, the Heart of Bakedness, and I'm trying to think of the other word, uh,
0: Baked. Mm-hmm. Baked, yeah. Anyways,
2: uh, he would always talk about Crockett all the time when he would be in Amsterdam and he was writing this this book and we, you know, we showed him a lot of hospitality when he was at, when he was in our in our town in Amsterdam. So um yeah, and then he's like you gotta meet up with this guy, you know, he has some interesting things you really need to link up with. Him. Took us a while and yeah, and we finally got together and like I don't know. It's been a bromance ever since.
0: <laughs> well I can imagine you hear from a lot of people uh, all the time that oh you got to meet my friend he's got a great strain you got to meet this person or that person um, so what made this particular person different i guess in in your estimation
2: i mean if if you i mean you've had the pleasure of meeting him up with Crockett, uh, <laughs> he's a genuine person you know there's no there's no ego there's no big head he he loves what he does he loves you know he, he loves his family. I mean, everything about him. He's just a good person, and you know, I, I can speak for myself. I like to surround myself with good people, and I consider him a friend. And he's part of the family. I break bread with the guy consistently. Uh, I try to see him all the time. Uh, he, he's a he's a friend, and you know, you 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 don't have uh, in this day and age. Everybody's trying to take from take from you, you know. And he's not trying to take anything. He's you know. He's just he's a friend and you know, and he works hard at what he does and he and his shows and all his work and i'm um, I'm glad to call him a friend, and I'm even gladder to see him, you know step up and start his own seed company and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a good friendship, you know, like I can't speak highly enough about him and his family too.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, um, we are going to get into it with Crockett. Uh, we're going to talk about the tangy. But let's uh, let's get started with uh, how you your relationship with marijuana began.
1: Uh, who are you addressing, Dan? Crockett. Crockett. All right. <laughs> let's have it. <laughs> how
3: my relationship with marijuana began? Well, Was um, that way back you know... when the wheels were
2: made
3: of stone or something? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's quite, quite a ways back. Um, you know, I was exposed to it through my parents, um, and uh, they were actually growers as well um, back in the 60s and 70s. And, um, you know, uh, pretty much, you know, have been exposed to it through that, so I always had a curiosity about it through growing up and, you know, coming uh, living in the mountains in Northern California, um, you know, just around, and it's something that you just uh, – I guess I was just kind of born into it, to tell you the truth. <laughs> it's
0: always just been there. Right on. Um, well, tell me a little bit then about uh, the Tangy, maybe the story behind that strain a little bit. Because, um, I mean, I, as far as I can tell, it's been winning awards pretty much in every contest that it's ever been in, uh, including you know numerous cannabis cups. So uh, tell me a little bit about the Tangy strain. Well, the Tangy
3: something that we've had for a really long time um it's it's an old O skunk hybrid cross that we've been growing outdoors i mean shoot for quite a while and um, uh it, it's got an amazing orange flavor uh, the, the smell is is unbelievable it's got a great sativa up high um and outdoor yield it it yields very well and the and the, the flowers are definitely quality um and it's phenomenal it's taking all these cups it's i think i, I i've lost track of how many exact cups it's and, and metals it's taken but i know it's taken probably between 10 and 15 for sure um but uh it, it's just an amazing plant that i've just been really blessed to have uh uh have uh, come across you know yeah
0: I mean and having smoked it in a number of these competitions and stuff it, I can definitely verify that it's got that very very unique um, you know tangerine citrus flavor to it but it's really the high that shines through it's like um, very uplifting sativa dominant uh, but you really you do know you're very high it's just a flavorful and potent wonderful strain uh, it also makes really great concentrates.
3: It, it's one of the few strains that I've, I've really come across where the flowers really, where uh, the smell and of the concentrate and the taste of concentrate really represent the flowers really well. Um, the, the, the taste is right on. It's something that you can pick out of a crowd of concentrates, you know, and say, "Well, that one's tangy for sure." You know, uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, other instructions
1: that don't, don't come across quite as well. Hey, uh, Crockett, it's Mike here. I remember talking to you a little bit when I was in uh, Amsterdam, and you were telling me that, you know, it was sort of overwhelming how suddenly you were at the forefront of all of these cups and all of this praise, particularly from the DNA boys who who can't speak higher of you. Uh, when did you first realize that this tangi was really something that the public just couldn't get enough of? Well,
3: um, Probably at that first uh, Amsterdam Cup, where it won the first time. I, I think it won third place for concentrate or something like that. And um, it was uh, it was amazing because a lot of people were coming up to Don and Aaron, and everybody was wanting to try the Tangy, and then it just kind of hit. And now I've gone to several, you know, every Cup that I've gone to, people come up to me, and then they, they, they've tried the Tangy. They can't believe how... Uh, you know, powerful the smell and the taste and the IR um It's just amazing. It's just kind of waterfall. I, I mean, I owe all that to, to DNA. I mean, Aaron and Don are, are are all, you know, about making that. I mean, they, they really took it and ran with it.
0: Cool, cool. Well, let's say someone's purchased a, uh, a pack of tangy seeds from, uh, from DNA and they got them home. And now they're getting ready to grow it. I mean, what are your recommendations for them to get cannabis cup quality weed out of those seeds?
3: Well, I definitely would recommend soil, and I'd rec- recommend a, a good organic base uh, nutrient. Um, she she doesn't need to be fertilized so hard, you know. I I, I generally uh, go about seventy five percent, even sometimes a little lower with recommendations recommended it it is and um, you know uh, it's just it's slow you know I mean it's just and and she's not that slow I mean she's done in about 60 days um, sometimes a little longer um, but uh, uh, she definitely uh, is a little temperamental on, on a, a lot of nutrients so um, I would recommend you know and outdoor you can't go wrong with her I mean she's really really a uh, a great uh, plant. It can get to about eight to ten foot tall. It gets round as a kind of an orange tree. If you ever seen orange trees in California or Florida, it gets very, very round, and uh, copious amounts of flowers. I mean, we've had double digits on there several different times.
0: Cool, cool. And as far as um, harvesting and curing, what 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 do you think uh, is the best way to really preserve that uh, that tangerine? Uh, aroma and flavor.
3: You know, um, it, it it does change uh, from day to day uh, fifty to day sixty five. The, the the smell does change. So I would I would definitely uh, pick it um, when it's appropriate to where you like the smell. Because some people like it a little bit more done, and some people like it a little fresher when they're making concentrates to try to uh, get that real orange smell coming out. Um, but I would definitely cut it down and cure it for at least a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, burping it in the jar, doing the just basic curing methods, and you can't really go wrong. That smell just comes through with basically, I mean, it, it's it's kind of an easy plant to cure, to tell you the truth, because it's such a powerful smell and taste that uh, that it definitely comes through. And you can. there's no way that you can you can, uh, roll, roll a joint of it and not taste it. <laughs>
0: Nice, nice. Well, um, I want to remind people, you're listening to High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko. We are talking with Crockett, uh, the breeder behind the Tangy Strain. Is Aaron still on the line there, too? I'm still here. We are also, talking with, we're also talking with Aaron from DNA Genetics. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm going to end up seeing you guys in Spanibus. I think, uh, Crockett, are you going to be over there as well?
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, in Spanibus for sure.
0: Cool. Cool. Um, I guess let's get a little uh, into the growing as well. Um, Now, do you prefer outdoor to indoor growing, personally?
3: You know, um, I don't know if I would say I prefer it, but I definitely enjoy it. Uh, I think, maybe I do prefer it, because I think I do enjoy it more. I I, I like the fact that I can see the full... Um, spectrum of the plant. I, I can see its maximum potential. I can see how tall it gets, how big it gets, how branchy it gets. How you know? Uh, I don't know. I, I've just grown up outside, the outdoor, and I, I really enjoy it. But that means said, the best stuff that I would enter cannabis cup quality stuff would come from indoor gardens.
0: Yeah. And uh, and what do you think is is are some of the biggest mistakes uh, that beginner growers? are making nowadays uh in in your travels that you've seen
3: well um uh, probably uh over fertilizing over watering um things like that or maybe putting their uh plants in clown shoes as they say uh, putting a you know a, a plant in too small of a pot um or uh you know just just basic things like that i mean basic general gardening indoor, you know, basic, most of, most problems in, on the indoor arrive from, from, uh, environmental issues, you know, I mean, nutrient issues and, and uptake issues are there, but generally if you have your environment wrong, you're, you, you know, there's nothing that you can add to no nutrient that you can give it to, uh. To uh, fix that, so I mean, having the proper airflow, having proper temperature, humidity, and light are are definitely the keys. You know, I mean, the, from there on out, you can you can kind of uh, uh, experiment on which nutrient line you might like to works best for you, or or what strain or what have you. You
0: know. Cool. Well, we talked a little bit about uh, your plans for the future, but uh, can you elaborate on that? And also. Uh, what, what was what's your Instagram? If people wanted to follow you on Instagram, oh,
3: on Instagram I'm at Crockett420. Okay, Crockett420. And, uh, yeah, and I'd love that everybody to to start following. That'd be great. There's a lot of pictures of tangy. There's a lot of pictures of outdoor tangy, big plants, and indoor crops, and a lot of fun stuff on there.
0: Right on. And can, um, uh, it's C R O C K E T T420. That's right. All right. If you follow him, tell him Freeweed from Danny Danko sent you, and uh, check out those beautiful shots of Tangi in the beautiful sunshine. Um, now, now to the future. Um, can you basically, um, you know, tell us what your plans are for the uh, for the next uh, year or so?
3: Sure, sure. Um, well, I want to. Uh, I'm coming out with my my own line. It's going to be called Crockett's Line, and um, basically uh, the Tangi will be on there and. Strawberry banana and a few other coveted strains um, DNA. I've have, have, uh, I've been blessed with them. They've they hooked me up with uh, the Cookies family and uh, uh, met up with them and got some pollen and we've traded clones and and uh, I've made some uh, cuts with them. Um, a lot of sherbert Y and cookies crosses. Um, I've also. Uh, been able to uh collaborate a little bit with simon from uh seeds and we and we made a strawberry banana which is a uh a bubble gum uh, banana og cross which is just phenomenal it's really hitting uh, right now i'm i'm uh, just really happy with that we've really got that one dialed in nice um and uh just uh you know i have an amazing amount of just different crosses that i that i've I've done, and, and, um, a lot of really hard work and breeding, and I'd like to, I think it's just time to share it with everyone.
0: Uh oh, that's awesome. I truly appreciate it. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, also, Aaron, if you're, if you're still there, can you give us a, uh, just a brief update on what's going on with, uh, DNA?
2: We're, we're well into 2016 in our development right now.
0: Wow, that's and, awesome.
2: Uh, and I would have to say, like, um. Yeah, Don and I are both going to be out in Spain for Spandibus, uh and he's going to be flying out to Denver. We're going to do uh, the Denver Cup together, which is going to be good. I think we're we might even have a booth uh, to sell some of our merchandise since we can't sell any of our seeds here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, be on the lookout for like uh, Kosher Dog. Oh, nice we need a new one from us. <laughs> it's a high yielding uh, Kosher with a little bit of uh, Star Dog Guava in there. Sounds we, like call a... it, we call it Kosher Dog, a.k.a. Hebrew National. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good strain <laughs>
0: to smoke before you go to the ballpark, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's, uh, I don't know, I think we're going to be doing like a little more collaborations. Um, I guess you can see you're going to be uh, hearing about a little bit of a project that we've been doing with Mills Nutrients. Um, we've nice. been formulating a, a super soil for everyone, you know, so whether you, if you want to use nutrients or you don't want to use nutrients we're going to have the right soil for you and uh but it sets it sets it apart because there's going to be ingredients in our stuff that is not in anybody's soil that's out there um i don't know you know we're always just looking forward we have our race blinders on and we're just going to keep going forward and keep building the brand and building the company and and yeah, and hope that, you know, cannabis gets legalized everywhere <laughs> know, so that our seeds could be everywhere, you know?
1: Yeah. That sounds good, and yeah. it'll be great to see Don stateside in Denver, so that's exciting too. Yeah, so I
0: yeah, just we, want...
2: We need to free the weed, guys. We need to free <laughs> the weed. You know, I know the price of stuff will go down when it's legal, but at least everybody will come up with something even crazier. Strains will open up. I mean, it's the future, you Absolutely. Know? We got to do it
0: absolutely well uh i just want to send a special shout out to you guys and your families uh to you and don and your families and uh also to crockett and his family from our uh, high times family and my family uh you guys are awesome i really appreciate having you on everybody check out dnagenetics.com and follow crockett at crockett420 on instagram and we'll be looking forward to these new things hey, You want free weed, you're going to need some seeds. And what's better than free seeds? If you order seeds and pay for them from Gorilla Seed Bank, you will get free seeds with your package. If you mention free weed, they provide 100% discreet, stealthy shipping. Uh, prices are very good. They have every seed bank you could think of many, many, many different kinds feminized, uh, auto flowering, regular, um, all kinds of seeds. Uh, and they're customer friendly okay they have prompt responses to your requests you get your you get your seeds quickly um, they don't mess around with substandard seed breeders uh, the prices are guaranteed and complete satisfaction is their goal which means you will get the seeds you want promptly And they also stock DNA genetics at gorilla so if you're interested in that tangi or the kosher tangi or any other DNA strains, you can actually purchase those at gorilla. Dash cannabis dash seeds.co.uk. Also check out their social media, their Facebook and their Twitter, and be sure to tell them that Freeweed sent you. All right, so we have come to the portion of the program where we talk about cannabis cultivation.
1: Wow. So formal, but yeah, this <laughs> is the cultivation section segment of okay. Free Weed. Awesome. And yeah. uh, I guess since it's now
0: uh, going into the springtime, we would hope, even though there's another storm threatening to snow. And it's 12 degrees outside. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, the preparations you can be doing now, um, particularly outdoor growers, because indoor growers are doing their thing year round. But if you're planning to do any kind of outdoor uh, cannabis gardening, now is the time when you can prepare for that uh, and get things going so that you'll have much more success in the end. So the first thing I would say is basically you can clean your uh, area where you plan to grow. Um, if it's outside, you can basically uh, make sure that, you know, the soil is covered with some kind of a mulch. Um, you can clean up your garden tools, all your uh, digging apparatus and things like that. Just make sure everything's in good, clean, working condition. Uh, You can also be looking for things like um, hibernating pests and things like that in your garden so that you can kind of uh, preemptively strike them before things get warmer and they start multiplying. Also, uh, it's a great time to work the soil. I'm not a super huge believer in, uh, you know, uh, tilling uh, holes. I think if you have a really healthy soil, you really don't even have to do that. You can basically just add uh, compost and mulch and things on top as needed and uh, let the worms do the digging for you because they will come up for that compost and then they'll go back down. And And, and that's really um, my recommended uh, way of dealing with that. But, you know, if you have a crappy soil, if it's clay soil or if it's very sandy, you're going to want to work the compost into the soil in order to loosen it up if it's clay and uh, to sort of, uh, you know, make it a little thicker if it's really loose Um, Another thing you can be doing during this time is basically like fixing the trellises and things of that nature. Um, The things that you can fix now will help you out with not having to fix them later when you're worried about plant growth and actually uh, providing those plants with the proper conditions and water and everything else. Um, So it's a good time to get stuff ready. Uh, The other thing is, you need to be starting seeds and clones now, even though it's freezing out or, you know, wherever you might be. Um, you know, the, the late winter, early spring is the time to start things indoors. And what, what I mean by that is if you have seeds, um, you can put a tray of seeds under uh, a fluorescent light and get them going and just make sure that they're healthy and vegetating. And if you can put them out and they're already a foot or two tall, uh, you've got that extra added jump and uh, into your vegetating stage and instead of putting plants out that are very young You've sort of hardened them up a bit um, Before you put them out and you'll definitely get much bigger plants that way and that's that works with seed, seeds or clones So if you're taking clones now's the time um, just make sure that uh, everything is moist and warm Uh, put them under lights. Uh, You can use a dome if you want. You don't always, you don't have to use a dome, but uh, I do recommend it. Just when you take off the dome, you're going to see them wilt a bit. They will come back. Uh, They just need to sort of get used to that lack of humidity. And you want to do all of that hardening before you put them outside because they're going to be shocked by the amount of light they get from the sun. So uh, another thing I recommend is putting them out uh, for a couple of hours a day and get them acclimated to sunlight Rather than just putting them out for a full day all at once because they will wilt and uh, definitely cower in the sunshine. Uh, Yeah, so basically, those are some of the things you can do to prepare your garden outdoors. Uh, You know, anything you can add to the soil now that's beneficial will mostly probably be washed out by. uh, by springtime anyway. So I would wait uh, on additives and things like that and just make sure that the condition of the soil is good and that you have a nice mulch on top so that it's not being beaten up by the uh, snow and the cold. And uh, there you have it. I mean, that's really how you would prepare. If you don't have the holes dug and things like that, if it's the first year you plan on growing, um, then if it's not You know, if the frost has eased, you can dig the holes. If there's frost, you you certainly don't want to dig in the hard soil. But uh, once things are are soft enough to dig, um, you should get your holes going. Get your soil in there. um, Make sure it's a nice, loose, airy soil. Uh, Make sure you have easy access to water because you're going to need a ton of it if you're growing in full sun outdoors. And there you have it. That's really the uh, spring preparation that you can do. My only last words of advice would be with those plants that you're growing indoors, do not let those plants stretch. So, uh, you know, keep the light nice and low and let the plant uh, grow uh, close to the light rather than putting the light up three or feet high and letting the plant grow to the light. Um, You're going to end up with really stretchy plants that aren't able to hold up the buds. Um, So you want to keep them nice and short and stocky during that stage so that they stay short and stocky when you get them outside
1: all right well there you go and you'll want to get started on that really soon even though it is still incredibly cold outside like (laughs) uh, soul shatteringly cold it is
0: cold here in new york uh but you know we've got listeners all over the world so it may or may not be cold where they are
1: that's true but i'm gonna get a little new york centric here de blasio dropped the goddamn groundhog I'm pretty sure that that's why we still are in winter. Have you, did you hear that? <laughs> no. He picked the groundhog up to be like, hey, did you see your shadow? And before the groundhog could answer, you know, he he dropped him. Oh, man. And the groundhog was angry, and, and now it's very cold still. Wow. Anyway. I, in Pennsylvania? No, no. We do one in New York. I think Staten Island has its own groundhog. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a fugazi. I, I, just, <laughs> that's not I mean, a, it's a real coxetani g- or whatever. It's not but, phil. It ain't
0: real, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, that's good. That's a t-shirt <laughs> I'm saying right that's, that's, not a, that's not an authentic groundhog. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I agree with you, but I'm sure the groundhogs talk. And I feel like if you drop the Staten Island Stan, or whatever his name is, he tuck he tells Poxitani, Phil, and then we have winter still. How else do you explain? It's 12 degrees outside right now. Exactly. All right, let's move on <laughs> to some listener questions. Our first one comes from Old Leaf, who writes, Hey, Donnie and Company. Always nice to meet a fan, right? <laughs> I've gotten tiny uh, a bunch. <laughs> I'm building a, a box for a micro-grow, two-gallon hydroponic container, one-square-foot box. I have no idea how big my plant will get. Uh, throughout veg, I'll be tying down the branches and topping and fimming to keep it as bushy as possible, but I don't know what the absolute minimum height of the grow box should be for a decent yield, i.e., uh, three feet tall for a two-foot plant during flowering. What, what do you think? How, how much headroom should he be giving these plants? I think three feet tall for
0: a two foot plant is
1: good. But at the same time, I would
0: tell him like, don't just keep vegging that plant, you know, you really have to uh, start flowering early. Because if you want to keep a plant short like that, even a short stocky indica, you can't just let it veg and veg and veg, and then flower because you it's automatically going to grow up. I mean, that's what it wants to do. So um, I, I like the fact that he's doing the training techniques. You're going to have to do that in order to keep the plant short, but also just don't veg it for too long. You know, cut the cycle when the plant is, you know, 8 or 10 inches or something, and then uh, you won't end up with the space, spatial issues. And that's one of the things of uh, micro-growing like that. You, even, even with training, the plant always wants to grow up to the light. So, um, you know, just don't give it too much of an opportunity during veg to do that.
1: Yes, and I should also mention on Old Leaf's behalf, he he sent us a follow-up email. Uh, I guess I was totally high when I was writing, and I wrote Donnie instead of Danny. Uh, Love you too, Mike. So thank you, uh, Old Leaf, and hope that helps. Uh, Let us know if you actually, he has other questions that we will – about that little uh, micro-grow that we'll address next week. But that was the first one. Let's move on to Colin, and this is kind of an interesting question. He just wants your take on this little problem he's having. He's got a bunch of seeds. He has a Dynafem OG Kush mother. For the last two years, he's been doing pretty well with it. He also has a, a Nirvana Super Skunk mother. But he keeps uh, buying seeds to try new things, and they keep sending him additional autoflower seeds. So he says now he has like a kilo of them, but he doesn't have room to put them in his flower room. What do you think he should do with all of these extra autoflower seeds?
0: <laughs> I think he should put them outside. You know, um, the, the, the ease of autoflower, the reason people love them, uh, some people, of course, uh, not everybody. But um, the peop- reason people who, who love them love them is that you plant them and then you walk away and you come back in 90 days and you harvest. You know, they're they're very simple and easy. Uh, you can do that in May or June. You can do that in August or September. It really doesn't matter. All you really need is 90 days. Um, they're not really affected by uh, the light the way that uh, regular and feminized plants are so basically they just need any amount of light to they grow to a certain height and then flower so what i would say is just put them outside uh in you know gorilla garden style like basically you know find places here and there where you don't think anyone's gonna go uh and plant them because you know as far as you're concerned they were free uh you know go back 90 days later and see what happened you know you can keep track of them if you want or you can just uh consider it like a gambling you know you just plant a few here and there and uh Um, You know, if any of them actually come to fruition, you've got some free weed. All right, there you go. Like, uh, like the Johnny Apple weed. Yeah, I mean, you can always do that too. You can give them to friends. You could put them in the planters in front of like the police station or the town square or wherever. Um, People do that too. But you know, that's that's kind of a waste. I mean, that sends a message and it sends kind of a it's a protest kind of thing. But if you actually want to harvest something, I would say you know put them out in places uh where you, you know low traffic to no, to no traffic kind of spots and
1: see what happens all right well there you go we hope you, that helps you out colin and i mean uh, the
0: other thing is you can just grow them in a window so like they they you know they're pretty they they're very low uh
1: low maintenance all right. There you go. You're seed rich, man. There could be worse things. So <laughs> let's go to Isaiah. Uh, I had a sweet deal fall into my lap. I was able to purchase a 400-watt MH bulb, hood, and ballast, but now I have to construct my room. I'm only looking to grow two to four plants in this space. So um, he has a number of questions about fans, about soil, etc. Let's just do one for this week, and then we'll follow up next week. So uh, as far as fans go... Danny said to create a negative, uh, negative pressure by having a small intake fan and a larger outtake fan, which is simple enough, but uh, for a grow of only two plants, what size fans should I be looking at?
0: Um, wow, that's a good one. Uh, you don't need... a. Uh very strong fan, uh, with just two plants. You really, it's not the, the amount of plants so much as the, the a- amount of air that you want to move out of the room. So I'm assuming it's a pretty small space. Um, you could deal with, uh, a really, you know, just a pretty low powered fan. I would say like, uh, you know, less than 50 cubic feet per minute. It's kind of, see that's how they are labeled as CFMs. Um, Is fine because you know you're going to be moving the air in a small space out very quickly uh so yeah i would go
1: with anything under like about 50 cfms all right thank you isaiah we'll get back to some of your other questions at a later date let's move on now to ed uh ed writes i was wondering is it okay to take cuttings when there are a small amount of pistols showing still what do you think
0: you know, I don't recommend it. It, it. It's okay if you must, if you absolutely have to, to, to preserve uh, genetics and to keep a strain alive. But I do not recommend it just because, uh, you know, the plants already started flowering, if that's the case, and you're going to send it back into veg, and then you're going to go back into flowering, and it's all very confusing. And I just think unless you have to, um, always take cuttings from a vegetating plant, uh, not one that's already started to flower. It just, uh, all kinds of problems arise. It sets you back by at least a week minimum, sometimes more. So uh, I just don't recommend it. If there's any kind of flower formation at all uh, that you take cuttings from that, from that. And mother plants should not have flowers on them. They should be vegetating at all times. And uh, you know, that's that's the way to have successful clones all the time and uh, the way to, you know, keep keep uh, consistency is to take clones from vegging plants.
1: All right. Well, there you go. Thank you, Ed, for writing in. And let's give the last question to our friend, Bradley. Uh, Bradley writes, I don't have enough money to get a pH slash ppm meter. Any advice for me? I'm running a, a DWC, a deep water culture 18-gallon tub with two plants in about a 26-by-39-inch closet What what, do you think? If you don't have the money to get this kind of device, is there anything he could be doing? I mean,
0: you know, the little dripper test is like 5 bucks. You can get that uh, at any aquarium shop, any pet pet supply place. Uh, It's a pH strips or dripper. uh, And those are very cheap. I mean, they're not nearly as accurate as a meter, but you will get an idea. I mean, basically, you take the water, you put it in the vial, you drop the drips in it. Uh, If it's light green you know that tells you you're at uh, you know about 6.5 or 6.0. If it's you know way off in either direction, you're gonna know. Uh, so you know I'd say it's a less accurate way, but you you know those, it, it's it's an easy way to do it if you can't afford the meter. The meters aren't that expensive, but I understand how things can be. So uh, you can get the strips or the drips from uh, you know any kind of pet aquarium supply or like place. like a
1: swimming pool store too, right? They swimming would have, pool uh, stores yeah. would have
0: it as well. And, you know, you basically just, with the strips, you dip it in the water and, and you know, it'll tell you the pH, you know, down to about, uh, you know, 0. one or so uh, off. But, you know, you're going to get the gist of it. If it's off... Uh, in either direction drastically you can use ph up or ph down to bring it to where you want it to be which you know you said hydro i would say you know 6.0 is probably ideal for hydro uh and like you know those are those are really cheap ways of maintaining ph and if you're running hydro and not checking for ph at all you are going to run into problems it's never going to it's never going to stay where you want it to be it's always going to be either you know typically going down but also can go up so um, always be checking the pH. If you can't afford the meters, get the drips or the strips.
1: Drips or strips. Thank you, Bradley, for writing. in. if you have a grow question that you would like Danny Danko to answer on this show, write us uh, freeweed at hightimes.com. We are also available on Twitter, at Danny Danko, at myqs underscore, hashtag freeweed. What do you say we take a little break, come back, put a bow on it? Let's do it.
0: All right, and uh, this is the wrap it up with raw segment.
1: This is the segment during which we wrap it up with raw.
0: All right. Well, uh, it's been a great show, show number fifty six. Lt. <laughs> Lt. <laughs> Isn't that Lt's number?
1: Oh yeah, this is the Lawrence Taylor show. Yeah. Wow.
0: Lt. Look at Betty. That. Yeah, man. Uh, we got a little silly with the news. <laughs> we uh, we had an interview with. Uh, Mr. Crockett and uh, Mr. Tubbs, no, Mr. Crockett and uh, well, <laughs> and Aaron from DNA Genetics. Yeah, we did. Uh, we talked about spring planting and things you can do uh, prior to your outdoor grow, and we did some Q&A.
1: We did, indeed. We did all of those things. And I'm looking forward to also for uh, next week's show with that Bill Ayers interview. I think that's going to be great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, had... I know
1: it's great cuz I I already heard it, but, but <laughs> I think that people will like it.
0: Well, let's hope. You know, let's hope people like it and maybe we'll, it'll uh generate some heat for us out there in uh the internet land.
1: Heat in the internet land. That sounds good. Uh yeah, so like uh like I said, if you want to get in touch with us, there are multiple ways to do it. Uh what are we pushing now? What's our social media agenda?
0: I mean, we've got the Twitter. Mm. We're
1: involved in the Facebook.
0: Right. We uh we Instagram. We do, who we do that? I don't. Instagram. I, I Instagram. Uh, okay. Follow me on there. If How you do want. you get you on there? Danny Danko. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all. It's the same across the platforms. No underscoring. No underscoring at all. It's all. Uh, you know. It's all pretty straightforward. Mm. But we do have the Facebook page for Free Weed. We've got sixteen hundred followers now. Uh, we want more. That's yeah, the can. bottom line. Exactly. Send, tell your friends.
1: Yep. And uh, visit our sponsors. That he, keeps uh, keeps this show going. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh,
0: visit them and tell them we sent you.
1: Yes, do that. <laughs> so that was 56. You got anything else? Uh, what, like a shout-out? Anything you want. Do you have anything else? You can put anything right here. This is the wrap. Um, no, nah, I'm good.
0: And that's episode 56. Put it in the books. We are done.
1: All right. You got anything else?
0: Nah, I say we seal it up, (laughs) wrap it, put a bow on it, seal it, ship it east, and get paid.